Welcome to the Office Flip Flops Podcast. My name is Francesca Zampaglione, and I am an entrepreneur, confidence builder, resilience connoisseur, and a lover of all things coffee. Each week, we'll bring you inspirational people and messages that will guide you to unleashing the best version of yourself. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Office Flip Flops. I'm Francesca, your host. So excited that you're here today to hear the sage advice of Dr. Robin Odegaard. I love her TED Talk. I have it linked in the show notes and it is six minutes long. The very last line is so precious. It is, the world needs your unique and valuable voice. My friends, when do we stop searching for our brilliance? When do we stop and believe ourselves of how great we are and the work that we do? We talk about imposter syndrome in this episode. We talk about Dr. Robin's five-point paradigm to help us overcome these feelings of inadequacy and insufficiency. My friends, without further ado, the great Dr. Robin Odegaard. So I am Dr. Robin Odegaard. I am known as the mental MacGyver. My Uh doctoral degree is in organizational business psychology with a concentration in sport and performance. I've done a TEDx talk. I've written three books. I work with executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes to help them create success out of chaos. Wow. Creating success out of chaos. That is something that truly we all need. And to summarize that in the time that we have together, we agreed in the green room that we were going to focus on the five-point paradigm, Dr. Robin. Let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about um, the importance of that and how we can start creating success in our lives. Absolutely. So the first thing that I like to ask a client is, what do you want to be different? And that is such a better question than what's your dream, what's your vision, what's your goal? Because those are so big and overwhelming. But if I say to you, what do you want to be different? Anyone can answer that question. Mm -hmm. I love that. So what's another tip? That's beautiful. So once you know what you want to be different, then you can start working on, okay, what's your strategy? How are you going to get there? And you can do that by doing problem deconstruction, which means you start with where you want to be and you work backwards. You kind of look at how do, what would it have to happen for us to have gotten there? So you can work backwards. That's called backcasting if you do it from the positive end. Oh, it worked. Yay. So do backcasting, figure that out. But then the other option is you can do a pre-mortem, which is, uh, it didn't work. It, it Something got in our way. And you figure out what was that something that got in your way. And that helps you avoid the, whatever that something is. And it allows creativity to be involved. So that's step two of the five-point paradigm. So let's give an example of that. Like, um, I we won't mention any client names, but uh, how they were able to backcast or reverse engineer a process mm-hmm. that helped them get to that level of success. All right, so here's an example. Client has an employee who's been toxic, but through COVID, just let it slide because they're working from home. It doesn't much matter. Now back in the office, toxic employee, big problem. So first question, what do you want to be different? Well, I want this employee to not be toxic. And I said, well, I think what you want is for the toxicity to not be in your office because you were okay with them being toxic when they weren't in the office. So there's a couple of options. So here's where we start doing, what do we want to be different? Do we want this employee to not be here as in not work here? 
Do we want this right. employee to not be here as not be in the office? Or do we want this employee to change? So those yeah. are kind of the three solutions that we came up with. So then we looked at, okay, problem deconstruction, backcasting. We got successful at this. Ideally, the employee changes. All right, what does that conversation look like? What, what happens? It works out. She takes it well. Okay, yay. That's one option. Right. Other option, we go to talk to her. It does not work out well. She does not take it well. Worst case scenario, she quits. It blow whole thing blows up. So that's an example of how you might be able to do this problem de deconstruction. I love that. Thank you for sharing that example because you approach it from both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Things go well or things don't go well. Okay, and then so you that can was practice it. Yes. And practicing saying things out loud is so important um, in understanding tone and gestures and everything. So what's the next step? Okay. Now we've got, we know what we want to have happen. We understand what could or could not go wrong, what it looks like if it goes right. Now we need a tactical plan. This is where we figure out what skills do I need? What knowledge do I need? What kind of process do I need? Do I need to hire people? Do I need resources? What does that look like? So in the example mm -hmm. we're using, this is where we start practicing. Do we have the skills? Do we have the words? What do we want to say? Do we have the evidence? What have you seen or heard that makes you believe that this woman is toxic? That kind of thing. That's what comes into your structural tactical plan. I love that because it's facts. Mm -hmm. We're not we're, we're, we didn't say the word emotion, but pretty much what you get to mm -hmm. is what are the facts of the situation? So, you know, where is the toxicity? Where is it? Where does it lie? Is it in our heads and how we perceive this person? Right. So mm -hmm. I love that approach. Um, what's the next step? All right. Step four. This is where I spend almost all of my time. Mm. This is where psychological barriers is kind of the headline you know what you should do, you are not doing it. Wow, let's say that again. You know what you should do, mm -hmm. you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, tell us more. All right, so we all have these situations. Let's start by recognizing that sometimes a situation may not be your fault, but it mm -hmm. is your problem. So you may have something in your past that created trauma for you or something may have come up, whatever, not your fault but it is your problem. And so here's the challenge with these kind of situations. The cause is in the past, whatever happened in the past. The right. solution is in the present. What you do now is gonna be the solution, but the motivation is in the future. So we have to pull some of that motivation, that future self where things are better and different into the present so that we can make a change now so that we don't allow the present to be a continuation of the past so the future has no chance to be different. Wow, that is so much to take in because I think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we all have a lot of trauma personally and professionally. We have childhood mm -hmm. trauma and we might might not know that these events, pe things people have said to us mm -hmm. are holding us back. So I really understand now why you take the most time in this step. So mm -hmm. let's share an example, because I think that would be a perfect way to how you were able to transform someone's thinking, or is it a reframing that you do, Dr. Robin? 
Well, it really depends upon where they are. And so what I'd like to use as an example is myself, because I think that that's the fairest thing to do. If you listen to my TEDx talk, you know that I talk about imposter syndrome and the fact that things that were said to me by my parents and my upbringing made me believe I, I couldn't, I wasn't, I shouldn't, all of these things. And so that was what I brought into my present with me was this belief that if I succeeded at something, it was because somebody who was better at it hadn't tried. Or mm. if I got uh, accolades, it was because someone wasn't paying attention to the fact that I did something wrong. Right. And so the motivation to being that being different was future me, being able to take risks, being able to run a business, being able to do the things. So what I had to do is, first of all, I had to uncover all of this stuff that wasn't my fault, but was my problem right. from my past. Right. You know, and that could be therapy, that could be reading self-help books, that could be meditation. There's a lot of different ways you can uncover trauma. I can't get into that in, in the short time we have here. But I did the work in the present so that now, me now, which was future, future me from the past, was able to say, yes, I have this trauma. Let me tell you these ridiculous stories and how funny they are now. Because I've done the work to be able to say, yes, I lived through that and it's different now. Wow. I love hearing that because doing the work is no joke and to face it and to do it, kudos to you. It does take time. And like you said, and I'd like to repeat, there are so many different ways we don't have time, but yes, we can do it through journaling, meditation, through therapy, through all three, even more. And it is important for all of us, I think, to recognize that in, you know, not realizing until you uncover and unpeel that onion with all those layers, that all of these things make up our personal present dynamic. Very well stated, my friend. Very Thank well stated. You. And there are so many psychological barriers. Imposter syndrome is just one. Upper limiting yourself, feeling overwhelmed, self-sabotage, lack of focus, negative self-talk, feeling yes. overworked, overwhelmed, and underutilized, like all, all of those things. So right. for someone to say, oh, I have no psychological barriers. I'm like, mm -hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing with you because it's close to impossible. We've, we're all holding on to something. There's, right. there's spring cleaning for all of us. <laughs> and even still for me, like there's still things where I bump into it and I'm like, really? I thought I cleaned out that box. Brilliant. But thank you. For, that's thank you for sharing your vulnerability and all of these things, because this is how we heal. This is another way. Mm -hmm. So let's move on from this incredible wait, example. Wait, we have, we have step five, step five. Okay, that's what I meant to say. The next, next move on. Yes. The next step. Next five. step. So step yes. five, people, places, things, or habits that either help or hurt. Hmm. Tell so, us more. This is an interesting space because many of us have people in our lives who may not be as supportive as we wish they were but we don't feel like we can ostracize them. Like we're kind of stuck with them. And in this particular part of the paradigm is where we look at, is there a way, maybe you don't have to eliminate them, but can you box them out? Can you make it so that they aren't negatively uh, impacting you? What does that look like? But before you can do that, you have to recognize, do I have people, places, things, or habits that are hurting that I need to box out 
Or do I have people, places, things, and habits that are helping that I should do more of? And it's a really interesting uncovering process to, to talk about what's working, what's not working. And we go back to, in this step, what do you want to be different? Yeah, I love the, I love the circular motion, bringing it back. Do you find this process, I guess it depends on the individual, but the uncovering of these things, do you find it difficult? Like, are people readily able to recognize what's blocking them or do you help them get there? Maybe it'd be best to lead by example. Some of it is the people who come to work with me obviously have a certain amount of emotional intelligence and self-awareness. So they're already there because they're talking to me. But there are times where I say things and I ask questions and I have to be really careful about leaving the space for them to think. Um, like I've had situations where I've been on phone calls with people and I've actually said, are you thinking or did we get disconnected? Because they're so like in themselves kind of figuring it out. And I want to give them room to be able to do that. And, and this process is interesting because sometimes there's a real, like, let's go through the process and talk about it. And sometimes it's more talk to me and I'll gently ask questions that are processed in the back of my mind, but I'm not saying to you, okay, we're in step three of the paradigm. Right, right, right. It's, it's, it's a sensitive and process and obviously very individual. So if we were to summarize or maybe add one more point for us to think about in helping us deal with our trauma and our pain, what would you suggest or recommend for someone listening today that says, you know what, I want to start this work? The thing that, and this goes back again to my TEDx talk, when you learn there's no water in a well, stop going there looking for a drink. Mm. And what that means is when you learn that someone is either toxic or maybe not helpful or whatever, stop looking for them to be proud of you. Stop trying to do things. I, I fell victim to this for a lot of my life where I had somebody in my life that I, all I wanted to hear was, I'm proud of you. You are impressive. And I would send them articles I've written and radio interviews and podcasts I've been on. And every single time I got back, you could have done this better this is wrong. Here's some redlining. Let me fix this for you. Don't post that. That's terrible. And I had to eventually learn, I'm not going to get, hey, good job. I need to stop sending them stuff. Wow. That acceptance piece is more important for us to be self-accepting and not to look on the outside. That's what I'm hearing you say. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. And I will absolutely put a link to your TED talk in the show notes because um it's pleasant it's easy to watch and it's you it's only so, six minutes and it's only six minutes I did notice that so um I will absolutely put the link but in all this incredible work um that you get to do Dr. Robin is there a favorite piece of clothing or accessory and how does it make you feel I have clothing for different things. So I have work clothing, like this is obviously work clothing. I have gardening clothing. I have bike riding clothing. I have lounge around the house clothing. And so because I have so many different pieces that like, if you said to me, what do you like lounging in? I have a pair of super comfortable PJs that I would love to just, <laughs> if I'm going to veg, yes, that. 
But if I'm going to garden, I wear something different. So it's a hard question to answer. I don't have one like, ooh, but this shirt, I have three of this shirt in different colors and it's super easy to wear. So if I had to pick one, maybe this shirt. (laughs) Yeah. So, and that's why you bought three of them. And that's a secret. We won't tell anyone, but when you find something you like, buy multiples. That's the tip of the day. (laughs) And I think that goes with everything. Jackets, shirts, shoes, pants. You know, if you find a particular label or brand um, that is working for you by multiples. And I, and I love that example, Dr. Robin, but I loved our time together today. And I love how we were able to get all of our points in, but if someone wanted to reach out to you and to continue the conversation and find out more about you, where's the best place for them to find you? The easiest place is my website, which is mentalmagiver.com. And it, you can message me there. You can book a meeting with them. You can learn about me. You can see a, a video of my little dog doing circus tricks because I teach her oh. circus tricks. So that's the easiest place, mentalmagiver.com. But I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So that's also a good place to find me. Excellent. I'll put those links in the show notes because I definitely think people should follow you and listen to your sage advice. So for now, thank you so much for your time today. I so appreciate you, Dr. Robin, and all that you do. I had a blast. Thank you so much. You bet. Dr. Robin and I covered a lot of ground in this short interview. So here are my top three takeaways of my time with her today. Number one, the step that takes the most time in the five-point paradigm is spent identifying psychological barriers. So you know what you should do and you're just not doing it, right? So we all have this issue. Sometimes it's a situation. It might not be your fault but it is your problem, right? And how she sums it up so well and how to address it is that the cause is in the past, the solution is in the present, and what you do now is work on the solution, right? The motivation is what's in the future. Number two, Dr. Robin speaks to the work that she had to do to overcome imposter syndrome, right? She uncovered the personal stuff that just wasn't hers and the way she approached dealing with it in the present moment. She speaks to this, my friends, in her six-minute TED Talk, which I do have linked in in the show notes and also reminds us at the very end, as I did in the beginning, the world needs your unique voice. And number three, many of us have people in our lives who might not be as supportive as we want them to be, right? But we're stuck with them. So ask yourself, see if there's a way to box them out so that they're not negatively impacting you. And don't forget to go back to the first step and ask, what do you want to be different, right? Ask yourself what you want to be different. And that's a great segue into the challenge, my friends, between now and next week. Let's all start with step one of Dr. Robin's model and ask ourselves, what do you want to be different? Is there something in your life that you would like to change? Until next time, my friends, stay well. I hope today's episode inspired you. Make sure you check out the show notes with the important links for my guest. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend via text or on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was on social media. I love hearing the feedback from you and it helps make this show better. And if no one has told you today, I want to remind you that you matter, you are not alone, 
and to stay inspired by what you heard today. Thank you. Thank you.